So this week on the How To Be 60 podcast, we are taking you back to the Edinburgh Festival in Fringe and the second of our live shows uh, where Jojo Sutherland and Clive Anderson had a bit of a thing going. I'm the big 6'9". You're the big 69, if you prefer. Back to Jojo again. 69, 69. I think we should just leave, Karen. Exactly. All right. There's a going on here. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. So welcome to another How To Be 60 uh, podcast with me, Kay Adams, and Karen McKenzie. Um, I really wanted to get this uh, this podcast out, the one that we did at the, the Fringe, because it was such good fun, that, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It kind of feels like that was summer. Though I think it was raining most of the time. Whereas we're, <laughs> we're, moving, <laughs> we're moving into the winter. Sitting here in my jacket on. I know, I know. Well, God, that is a heck of a jacket you've got on. I mean, have you just been out hiking the moors before you came? <laughs> Men or what? It's brilliantly warm. It's so good, but you know what? It's not waterproof. But I love it. It's not waterproof. I think this is the first time it's been on this year. So ugly, and it's not even waterproof. <laughs> You've got a bloody <laughs> cheek sitting there with your mock tartan jacket on. This. Where the hell did you pick that up? Is haute couture? Can I tell you? <laughs> it's no haute. It's bloody awful. <laughs> yeah. Did Did you have any nice gear? Where? No, like clothes. What? You t- <laughs> me uh, can I just say pot kettle black oh my god I mean that that's that looks like something that the cats brought up that jacket they oh, all the stripes dear, in it dear. no you're well dressed for the winter I have to say you've got your jeans on you've got your wee woolly pulley you've got that well do you know what I kind of came out at the last second because on. my my kitchen clock <laughs> don't know what happened but it was half an hour early I was like la 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 sit and do my word deal oh look it's quarter past two I'll just get out now oh my god I picked up my phone <laughs> it's like Jesus so actually I, I thought well I cycle in no it's too damn cold mm. I jumped in the car the van and uh, I thought in the camper van yeah you arrived here in a camper van <laughs> wearing that jacket you are just like a caricature oh, you know what I'm so cold it's it's just this is it isn't it mm. bloody rain October. what do people like you retired people like you do in the winter what do you mean people like me <laughs> Oh my God! You, know, you camper van. We enjoy. We, I don't live in my camper van. My oh, camper right, van you, is there but that's too. That's what I'm saying. We're now getting into cold weather, so you're not going to go away in the camper van, are you, for your adventures? Um, so I have a like, number of projects, my love, going on at home. Right, go on. Yeah. Oh well, I I've my furniture. I I was going to say upsize it. That's not the right word. Was <laughs> <it>? upcycle it? <laughs> upsize it. Uh, and I've got two or three things on the go at the moment. So uh, I go will on, be then. getting to, so. This is really dull, but I picked up a lot of Thank lovely wood from a cafe up the road. And the the bloke um is clearly very good wood because he said to me, What are you gonna make with it? And I thought, it was for the this for the stove, it's for a wood burning stove, and he kinda looked aghast. Anyway, Nerve thought I'm going to make two of those um things that you stand on when you come out of the shower. Not not two for the one room. Uh, like a, a bath instead mat of a bath thing. mat thing, like but it's a, a wooden a drip one. Tray. Well, those ones drip that tray. you can get from IKEA four ninety nine. Oh, but they're not proper wood. Well, who cares? I do. I've got pride in what I have. Clearly, I've got pride in what I wear. Looking at you, let's go back to that modem. You are going to spend time cutting up bits of scrap wood. I enjoy that. Some kind of... Oh, my God. Shut up. My garden, actually, the... uh, 
Right, we're going to have to edit this because I can't even remember that. Do you know what? I've caught a fog brain. No, we're not editing it. It's all staying in. <laughs> Take your time. My uh, raised beds are rotten now because they're about 13 years old. So they're getting replaced. So I need to get my beetroot out of the ground and everything else that, that, that these come out. And then the, the raised beds will be replaced. So I'm going to be working on that. So there's a garden. There's the greenhouse. The tomatoes have still got to be lifted um, and a few things. God, I've got loads of basil. I'm, I'm running out of ideas what to do with my blinking basil and tomatoes. <laughs> so I have got quite a lot to be getting on with. I've got a jumper that I started last winter that I didn't finish. I need to finish that. And I'm not even starting on my jigsaws till post December. <laughs> <laughs> till December. <laughs> The thing is, I do a lot more than that. Of course, every morning's staying up with my dog walking. So the afternoons, you still got to keep the house. And so I am busy. <laughs> and I've got this lovely podcast to come in and record with you, which is a real treat, can I just tell you? <laughs> I'm not even Nathan, so I can... So <laughs> I'm so tempted to put my cold hand in your stomach, Nathan, but I'm not going to. I'm freezing here. Nathan is a lovely producer, just in case you're wondering. Oh, well, I, I will. So, what you find so funny? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. I'm sorry, I asked. <laughs> Do you want some? Uh, I think else? you're just envious. <laughs> No, 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 it sounds lovely. Um, Do you know what? <laughs> I'm happy with my life, she says, you know, slightly defensively. Can I tell you something that will cheer you up? Do you too. Jane Do Moore. Too. Oh, yeah, my friend Jane Moore. Like, let's talk Jane about Jane. Moore yeah, loves a jigsaw. Oh, well, there we are. All good people do. And she, and she loves sewing. And I bet she like good crafty Jane. stuff. Yeah. She likes all I bet she's that. got a garden as well. Uh, I mean, you've got a garden, but you do hee-haw in it. But there that, we are. Well, no, that's true. That's true. Um, so there you go. I just. I think Jane and I could get on really well together. Mm. If Jane would be interested in doing a podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, she might give you ten or an hour for cleaning, but that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Emails. This is from Sarah. Uh, oh gosh, Sarah. I well, re- that must sound like a compliment then. I really coming. love listening to your podcast. I have to say, Karen's voice is just lovely. It's so soothing. Oh, my God. I know. Is that right? Can I see that? Yeah, there it is. Look. Oh, wow. Black and white. Kay, yours is perfectly nice too. <laughs> <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sarah says she turned 50 last December and she was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 46. So she looked on 50 as a milestone, which... Uh, she says, I was absolutely thrilled to reach. I hadn't worked for 10 years due to bringing up three children while my husband worked away. I have now started volunteering and being a, a patient rep for breast cancer patients. It feels good to try new things and to push myself out of my comfort zone. Mm, yeah. um, and this one from Ruth, I think, sort of fits in nicely with, with Sarah's. Um, I just felt I needed to email to ask people to stop thinking of retirement as not working. Retirement is um, right. leaving a paid job and yes. not, not doing a job. I took early retirement from teaching this year, but now I work volunteering for a local charity. I set my own hours. I get out and I meet people. I feel useful. I feel valued with none of the stress. Um, maybe you could do something useful. <laughs> Um, a lot of people stay in jobs for fear of being bored and you don't have to be bored. That is a choice. I'm certainly not bored in... in uh, I was going to say retirement. I'm not going to use that word. Um, I'm certainly not bored. I know, but you could do something useful. I haven't got the time. <laughs> I have 
not got the time. Do you know what? When I left work, I thought I'm going to take a year out, do the house up, and I've probably just about finished that now. And then I'll go into some sort of voluntary work with um, food or just maybe like... Uh, just helping people cook or soup kitchen or something like that. I used to do that before. Oh my God. Well, two and a half years by and I haven't got the time. So it, it's still on the uh, kind of horizon there, but it's not happened yet. I haven't got the time at the moment. Okay. You haven't got the time to be useful. That's fine. <laughs> um, the email address. Wait, see the thing is, Kay, when you commit to something, now listen to this commitment, when you commit to something, you've got to stick with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And what are you committing to? No, that's why I'm not committing to anything oh, at the moment. Com- oh, right. Because okay, okay. you know, I'm not. I'm not that my way in the winter time, but actually, my way next weekend, the weekend after. But you see, this is it. My own life gets in the way of things. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not prepared to commit to something when you can't commit. Oh, I'm talking rubbish, but you, you know, you really I mean. are now. I, just, I would say you really know, are. I'm Shall we give tired. people email address? <laughs> it's Pod- been exhausting this last couple of weeks. Sorry. Podcast at htb60.com. We always love to hear from you. Not if you're going to be complimentary to Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> I might get abused. Um, right, so uh, this uh, podcast that we recorded at the Edinburgh Festival and Fringe, uh, Jojo actually told us back then in August uh, that she was planning to give up the keys to her house and to head off in a camper van. She has now done that. She's dropped the keys off. She's dropped the keys off. Um, so she is now, well, not homeless. I don't suppose that's the right expression. No, but she is um, uh, transient. Would that be the right word? Itinerant? I, I, I don't know. That's like a transit vaniant. <laughs> I'm just going to let that one go. Um, so anyway, she's out there in the world. Um, actually, and I love Jojo as I do, and this is a very good um, chat that we're going to have now. Apparently, she'd be very cheeky about my hometown, my birth town of Falkirk. So Jojo, you so get... you were Grangemouth? No, I was born in Falkirk. Um, and I grew right. up in Grangemouth. Right. So Jojo, you're going to get a wee slap the next time I see you, <laughs> a loving slap. Um, but anyway, she was great fun. And uh, Clive Anderson is such a witty guy. I loved meeting him. Aye, he was like, I wish I'd got a photograph with, with him. I don't know. I asked him if he'd do one with you and he said no. But anyway, here we go. Day two at the Edinburgh Fringe. And here we are at the Gilded Balloon, joined by a lovely, very supple audience. We're going to say to you, Hello. I have to say the majority of them are Karen's family. I know. I've lost some of them, though. There's a good few missing. Who, who have we got there? Who, who's, who's all here? Well, like, we've got Ag, we've got Rowan, Rowan's daughter, we've got Ali, Lisa, who's getting married at the end, on Saturday, in a few days' time, we, we've got... And then we're on to my friends, Caroline. Two up the back. And then uh, Julian should be here. I don't know where Julian is and Alison. And then, where's, oh yeah, and where's my sister, Christine? I don't know. She's oh, there's Christine and Aidan. There and we go. Yes. How lovely. So, Have you paid yeah. for your tickets? They were clearly late because their seats were... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but but Stephen, come on, stand up and have a wee wave, Stephen. Here's the long stuff ring, Stephen. There he is. <laughs> My goodness, I bet you've had some interesting conversations in your family <laughs> since Karen started this podcast. Well, we've had that or not speaking. What? It goes one way or the other. Interesting conversation... Or not speaking. Not speaking at all. Yeah, well, having arguments over it. Oh, really? What was what's caused well, the most arguments? Everything didn't go down very well. Well, that's Aggie's fault. She's the one who said that she sent you one. What's your 20th birthday or something? 
No, it's a who bit does beyond that? that. I mean, like, who does that? On Aggie does that. I yeah, okay, right, then let's go. move on. Leave it behind. All right, okay. Behind. Leave, it, leave it, leave it, leave it behind. <laughs> um, and Lisa, congratulations. You're getting married at the weekend. Congratulations. Countdown now, Lisa. Woo! Now, listen, tell us honestly, we had a debate on the radio the other week about whether or not the mother of the bride should <laughs> attend the hen party. Karen, as you might imagine, did attend the hen party. <laughs> Yeah, I was only invited half for of it, one yes. night, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think it. is fair. Which we advised her, actually, that you just did the first night just to appease her, didn't you? Yep, see, I told you. <laughs> she didn't really want you there. That was a mistake. Should the mother of the bride go to the hen party? What do you think, folks? Yes. Okay, we said no, that she was just kind of imposing herself on everyone. As no. if, as if, as if. No. No, 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 no. She likes me. What? She likes me, Lisa. Oh, we've had a heartwarming moment. That's so lovely. Well, that's good because Stephen's already slinking out the door, so at least you've got your family with you. Um, shall we bring on our lovely guests? Yeah, I think, I think we should so. because they're so. going to be excited to taste your oat cakes and your tablet and your elderflower <laughs> cordial. You please give a warm welcome to the presenter of Radio 4's Lewis Ends and indeed a podcaster of Seven Wonders, Clive Anderson and Jojo Sutherland, uh, comedian of a growing old disgracefully. <laughs> I will uh, allow Karen to dispense her treats to you. Are you really looking yes. forward to her elderflower oh. cordial? Oh, lovely. Um, the answer is the choice yes. Of, do you like elderflower cordial? I, I do. I noticed this comes in a bag called the Abnormal Beauty Company. Is that, <laughs> yes. is that a comment on who you're giving it to? <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair point. Yeah. But no, no, absolutely I'm more abnormal not. than beauty, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I do warn you, Clive, it's quite phlegmy. 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 <laughs> I, I would say it is quite phlegmy. You've and got our, little our family taste obviously are... Is that only since COVID? It's just. Uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it going to taste like medicine? Because oh. I think I need some medicine. Jojo, should the mother of the bride attend the hen party? What do you think? 100%. Oh my God, my daughter's getting married next June. She's having a three day wedding. Um, oh, which I think is expensive. And, uh, um, yeah, no, absolutely, the mother of the bride. So you're going to be there full tilt, are you, for the whole time? Full tilt, the whole time. I mean, whether she wants me there or not. But I'm now in that, <laughs> genuinely in that relationship with my kids that I'm in a complete embarrassment, but all their friends think I'm great. So, mm-hmm. Well, so. yeah, well, we could talk about this in a little bit. I came to see your uh, show the other night, which I loved, and... Uh, you were very revealing in it about um, your little weekend in Glasgow. Wait till you hear this, Clive. Yes. Honestly, there's things to be told here. Yeah. Um, and I'm really intrigued as to whether or not this was, you know, a bit of poetic license or... Um, if anything, I dumbed it down for you, Kate. Or whether you really did have sex with a stranger in a tent in Glastonbury. I'm sorry to cut to the chase. I, did. I so did, but it's honestly, as you get older, very uncomfortable. Is it? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. oh, Which bit is uncomfortable? Well, sex in a tent yeah. in, in your mid-50s. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was this, the hips are not quite as good. Was this glamping or was it uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> I think it was ramping. Ramping. Yes. <laughs> Yes, well, I'm, I should point out I'm single for the first time since 1989, so... I'm enjoying a, it, clearly. It, a little bit of horizontal So is Karen, funnily enough, as of ten past one. He's <laughs> <laughs> still there, I can see him. <laughs> yes, no, I've been um, indulging in a little bit of horizontal refreshment with some... It's a nice friends. Yeah. 
And, <laughs> and how is it being? Oh, Aggie's right up for it. Good. Yeah, she is. She is. Well, she can touch her toes and a little bit more. Yes. Um, um, and, and how is it being out there and... You know, I'm just letting Clive settle in here. I can see I his head. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I feel, oh, Jesus. I feel I've come to the wrong changing room. <laughs> <laughs> you look very comfortable. Yes, don't I? Yeah. You, you just so, sit. So, yeah. oh, how was it? Glastonbury. <laughs> yeah. Do you do the same when you're here in Edinburgh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to offers, yes. Clive. <laughs> Clive, can I recommend you lift your elderflower cordial yeah. in an insouciant uh, okay. fashion? And that is really good to sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Are we having to actually yeah. drink? Yeah. No, no, yeah, right, okay. We'll get back to Glastonbury. Let's okay. do a tasting first of the elderflower cordial. I'm actually going to open the tablet as yeah, well. And you can't have elderflower cordial and tablet. That is... Oh, I thought you were going to say you can't have one. Oh, yes, it's well, very... Um, down, right? You'd be wired. very sweet. Very, very flemmy. Stop it! It's not flemmy. It's the thing about elderflower is it's basically sugar, sugary water, isn't it? With, a hint, with a hint of a flower in it. Whereas tablet is the, it's health, is the healthy option. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's only sort of this side of Kendall Mint Do you think it would have yeah. been good to untie them before you came on? Oh, no, yeah. because then people might have thought, who said they're causing right, okay. it to yeah. It's not awful. Thank you, <laughs> Put George. that above, yeah. Right, put it down. Yeah. Robert Bathurst you're not was getting too any polite water. about it. Right, you're not even getting any yeah. water. He was too polite. Too oh, thank you very much. Let's yeah. have the tablet. You might now. want to give her some. <laughs> well, I don't really I, I'm going to give her some, but you want some tablet <laughs> while you're... <laughs> be careful, Jojo, because when she takes against you, she yeah. takes against yeah. you. <laughs> it really is. There is no coming oh. back. Mm. You've got a sweet tooth, oh, Clive. Did I not read you're a fan of the old Tunnock's uh, oh, yeah. waivers? Yeah. Yeah. No, you've yeah. got a very, very tasty tablet, if I may say so. <laughs> I, you may say so. This takes me back. When I, uh, my grandparents used to live on Butte at a place called Kilcatton Bay. They all been to Kilcatton Bay. And they lived opposite a cafe, which uh, and I must get her name right. Mrs. Miller ran. Mm -hmm. And she had a husband called Duncan and a son called Duncan. So Big Duncan was the father. And then right. there was Wee Duncan, uh -huh. his son, who was... Rapidly becoming bigger than, than big tablet. dunks, but she uh, she made uh, tablets and she she taught me and my sister how to make tablets. So I'm always trying to right. to recapture her recipe because she didn't give us a recipe. She said, "Oh, you put uh, right. uh, you condensed milk." I have done it, but uh, condensed yes. milk in it, Everything lots of sugar. Yes, some uh, bag of sugar, yeah. half a bit of vanilla, of butter, yeah, a bit of vanilla at the end, yeah. uh, full milk, yeah. condensed milk. You know, when you taste it as a kid, you can never quite get that taste again. You say, I haven't quite got the recipe right. So, and? Oh, this is this is as close to it is as... It? Uh, it's delicious. <laughs> Are you hearing that? I am here. This is going to be our new merch. It's going to be yeah. fantastic. Did you, did you make this? Wonderful. I did make it. Actually, Genuinely, actually, that is delicious. Hello, I've made mm. how many batches? Because wedding favours, tablet. And my sister Christine up the back said, we had told me that you can actually freeze tablet. Now, I was a bit dubious. You're getting boring now. Stop shut it. Shut it. So what I did was we froze a little bit, took some up to, to um, Christine and Moore, and we tasted it. Works. So nine batches of tablet made last week in the freezer. And that's, that's what it means. That's, this is the update. Oh. Oh. But doesn't it, so, keep, doesn't it keep anyway? Tablet? Well, it, it goes a bit sort of like musty, maybe. You okay. would think the sugar would preserve it, but mm, mm. Hang on. freezing it. Just, Are you nodding yeah. off yet? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're okay. We we'll, we'll move on from the. Is tab. it just yeah, me yeah. that's okay. seeing those lights coming on? Or well, really? Is the, like, the lights keep coming what lights? on. Some big lights came, came on. on. Yeah, they're, they're just, just trying to keep us awake. Yeah. They're just I, frightened that we I have think, a snooze. I think it was when I mentioned Kill Cat and Bay. I think there's somebody. <laughs> <from> <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think no, done again. Kill Cat and Bay. You see that you see the light just before you die, don't you? Something was happening. So the big six O, Clive, it is behind you, Jojo. It is approaching. Yeah, um, I'm I'm the big six nine. Well, You're six, the big six, six, oh. sixty nine, if you prefer. Oh, really? yeah. Back to Georgia again. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. I think we should just leave. Just Karen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're not right here. That's over there. going on here. <laughs> So you're all youngsters. Uh, yeah. Maybe the whole audience is youngsters. You know, yeah. it's all relative, isn't it? Am I, the, am I the oldest person in the room? Yes. Oh come on! We've now. got a bidding war here. A anyone older than sixty nine? Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Right. My there kind you of people. One or two. Oh, there nice. you go. Yeah. So, was sixty significant for you, Clive? Uh, it's, it's nine years ago, and I can't remember it. It's uh... yeah. <laughs> no, well I've then. never been bothered by all these, you know, ages because I. Um, I think I've always been a bit old for my years, or, or, or for my young years. When I, was, I looked about 13 from when I was 13 till I was about 25, which is not a great look in those years. I was very youthful looking. And then my hair started falling. I went suddenly from looking like 13 to looking like, well, by the time I was on television, I could be any age. You know, to a young person, you think he could be in his 30s, 40s, yeah. 50s. And I think I stayed looking like that. And now I've flipped on now, I think, to the next stage. I now look like... Oh, he's still alive then. That's. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you do that thing when you see celebrities' obituaries? You check what age they are and see if they're older or younger check than you. Check it's me or not. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, no, Karen, I know what you were going to say there, but don't say I it. I know, I've been told not to see it. No, what? no, don't see it. No, stop, don't. Yeah. Say it. No, no, no. Just because she's saying no, no, I'm going to see it. Do not So when Kay was very excited, very excited about Clive coming on, I was like, is he the dead one? Yeah. No. Oh. She said, doesn't like that. I so told her not to say that. Clive, no, no. James, Clive Anderson, I knew no. I'm so sorry. But the, when I saw your face, I thought, it's not the dead one. No, no. I'm, no. Well, but it, they're always confusing me and Clive James. I'm together, sorry. Which I thought might stop I know. once he's actually dead. I know. It's I, I know I'm sorry. It's because I don't watch. Yeah. People gonna... have us mixed up in a quite complicated way because they'll be talking to me about maybe a programme I've done, and then I'll add in a programme that he did. I say, oh, that's that's not me. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're the Australian one, aren't you? No, I'm not the Australian oh, one. That's Clive sorry. James, though. Who's Clive James? He's the one you think I am. I know. Or they start praising, you know, somebody in the car, they start worse, praising you. They start, it's all Clive For James's programme. that you've done. No, it's all Clive James's well, programme. I mean. At what point do I interrupt to say oh. I'm not? Because if you if they suddenly realise it, why do you let me go on talking to you as though you oh, were it's impossible. That happened yeah. to me actually the other day. I was I was doing some filming for Strictly pre-filming. Is it Carol Smiley? I, I don't know. No. I've had the oh the Carol Smiley on the train story. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, PTSD. Yeah. Um, but no, so this lovely chap sort of greeted me. And he was so friendly and nice. He said the last time I worked with you was on the Full Monty, and oh. I knew that he was thinking Victoria Derbyshire. Oh. I, I just oh, yes. Oh. And it was exactly nice. the same thing. And I thought, okay. Yeah. And I just sort of smiled because he was so lovely and so nice. And then yes. I thought, he'll just forget it and let it go. And then he went upstairs and he said something else about it. And I had to Jesus. say to him, actually, mm. I'm, I'm not Victoria Derbyshire. And he was mortified. Oh, but there's God. just never a time to do it. She's mm. quite pleasant as well, isn't she? <laughs> 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 Is she? What's her age? She's younger than me as well. 
Yeah. So, Jojo, as uh, 60 approaches then, mm. you're just a stripling, actually. What age are you? 56. And are you quite out about your age? Because, I mean, I lie about my age, and that's why I started <laughs> doing the podcast, because I knew that I was in some weird state of denial that I had to just kind of dispel. See, I find it's really interesting when people lie about their age, particularly women, and they yeah. make themselves younger. I think if you're going to lie about your age, Make yourself older so people go, You look amazing for 65. You have nailed it. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Has she? Has yeah. she? Yeah. Was, this was the thing you were saying. Oh, I think I've begun to sort of accept my age. And it was all about actually people were saying to you, You look great. And you thought, Well, I'm telling people that I'm actually this age because it's all because people were saying you look really good. Yeah. So you yeah, enjoy that. I know it was pathetic. It is pathetic. I know it's pathetic. I'm out about it. Being so do pathetic. you reveal your age now? There we go. There we go. So you are 60 or it's, you're about no, no, to be 60? No, not quite. 28th of December this Hanging year. on. Hanging yeah. on. But it, it was a ridiculously big deal for me to actually be honest about my age. I lied to my children for years. I had to sort of sit them down and tell them the truth. I know you look that shocked. I know it's terrible. I, I'm yeah. ashamed of it, but I'm, I'm out now. So you told them um, you, you, were, you were 13 when no, no. you had them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just knocked 10 years off. And like Ian, my partner, is he was born March 62. I was born December 62. And I always said, your dad's 10 years older than me. I yeah. said that like from when they were tiny. Yes. And he, he never listens to me anyway, so he didn't really care. <laughs> um, and then they got to 12. And apparently, I've since learned this, since coming out, um, my daughter got into a discussion with one of her friends at school. And what age is your mom? What age is your mom? They always do that. And um, they said, oh, my mom's the same age as you. And the little girl, smart little shit, um, <laughs> obviously thought, no, your mom looks a bit rough. Um, so she went home and Googled it and found out that actually I was 10 years older than her mom and came back the next day and said, no, she's not. Yes. Um, and so I had to, I've had to fess <laughs> up. Have you ever uh, been in contact with Anne Robinson? Because she takes a line on this. So she's got a line. Oh, you say you were, you say you were 43. Well, what year were you born? And, the, and it catches people out. And she's quite obsessive about it. Well, this uh, is what Kate did because somebody at work, um, Kate's computer was going wonky. And uh, she said, can you, can you have a look at this? So he comes along. What's your date of birth? Well, that's not working. <laughs> like the password. Yeah. <laughs> I have right, to try it. Mm, try it. Mm. I have been permanently locked out of Facebook, I have to say, because I lied about my age. Just me, my computer, and Facebook. I lied about my age so often I forgot what age it was. Oh, I've wow. never got in it since. Yeah, but, I, know, but how, I know. What's the point? You're a public figure. You're on television, I, well, you're on radio. You're Exactly. But the thing is, I was lying to myself. Yes. yes. And that, that's what I kind of, that's when I thought this is why I need to stop this because mm. I was in a ludicrous denial with myself and so that's why I'm I'm out here but so so Jojo it doesn't bother you then it doesn't bother me I mean I remember finding going into my 30s quite hard because I'd lied about my age when I was <laughs> from the age of about 14 15 oh, to say I was in my 20s but that was only so I could get into pubs. Well, so you lied up? I lied up Ooh, in order to make myself older so yeah. I could go to nightclubs and drinking. Yeah. So I kind of always was saying I was sort of 19, 20 from the age of for about years. 14 yeah. for years. Yes. So I felt like I was in my 20s forever. So when I turned 30, I kind of really mourned my 20s going, oh, I'll miss them. I've been them for 15 years. <laughs> so what is the perfect age that everybody wants to be? When you're young, you want to be older. When you're older, you want to be younger. Yeah, is, it, yeah, is it sort of 26 or 28? Well, or? I would say for me, it's 28. What is it for you? Senior 40s, probably. 
You, you and your yeah, friend, what would you say, Clive? Well I, well, I went for, they say 28 to be the, the maturer man. No, maybe. I think, yeah, my late 30s, early 40s, because right. I, I had three kids under five in my 20s. That was a horrible time. Right. Yeah. Let's do a quick run around the audience. Perfect age. 21, perfect age. 40s? Yeah, I'd say 40. Lady there with the green? 25? It's funny how it's people have different young. kind of uh, mm. yeah. things to wear. Is that be. because that's a good memory for you being 25? Yeah, exactly. I think I don't care. The idea of being 25 again, I'm like, oh my God, I was knee deep yeah. nappies. No. But yeah, yeah, 40s. My 40s were great. Yeah. And so approaching 60, do you see that as significant? Um. I see, I see it as very liberating, actually. I'm hoping to be taken seriously at some point. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Although, unless I start behaving like a grown-up, then I won't be taken seriously. But, yeah. Well, but, I mean, the name of your show is Growing Old Disgracefully, so yes. you've clearly got no intention of... None. Um, can, None you know... whatsoever. Um, so, no, because, as you know, I'm... Um, I'm giving up my house at the end of September. I am so excited about this. You find a camper van. Oh, at the yeah. end of September, yes. Yeah. Well, it's not a camper you van, it's a, a camper van and it's, I know. You know, it's going to be much nicer than that. Um, I'm going to Australia for four months. I hope you can park then, lady. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a six metre. So, yeah, so I'm giving up everything. I'm going to go and live in a motor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. All my kids have grown up. They go. And if it all goes tits up, I'll go and live with one of them. <laughs> Yeah, how, did, how did that work for King Lear? That's <laughs> it. So, you, the, so the, the motorhome's in Australia, is it? No, no, no. I was going to buy the motorhome in October. Yeah. But then I'm now going to Australia for the Perth, Adelaide and Melbourne festivals. So there's no point buying one then no. leaving it. I'm going to buy it when I come back. And Australia. you're going to live in that permanently? Yeah. With, with no home? Like, no, like, permanent abode? No. With bricks and no. things? No. I've had that for five And where are you going to park? Wherever I park. You can park wherever you are, because it's six metre, you can even park in time. It's quite big. In Edinburgh, like, you try parking in Edinburgh. No, no, the six metre is a shorter one. It's a short base, short wheelbase. Right. So why? It's basically like, what? Why? It's a van. It's a van. It's basically, I'm going to go and live like in a van. A transit van. Um, why? Why? Because I just, I've got that sense of just letting go of everything. I think the last couple of years has made, the, you know, everybody's reactions to the lockdown and everything was different, but... Yeah, I suppose being single, my kids growing up, having left home, a gig all over the country and all over the world, and I just, I don't want that, that idea or that expectation of others that you have to slow down and you have to be a grandmother or do things in a certain slower way. No. I love that. Get off, kick up my heels and go and see things on my own with no, no response. I have not got to be responsible for anyone else. For the first time in 30 years, I only have to give a shit about myself. Scary! Wow. It's interesting that you're taking a conscious decision mm. to live this part of your life differently. I mean, mm. to make radical changes, whereas a lot of people just kind of drift on. And I suppose that is what I'm doing. I'm just kind of drifting on, doing what I've always been doing until somebody kicks me out. Whereas I do like the thought of somebody, and you've done it, saying, "No, I want this bit to be different." I mean. Have you thought about that, Clive? Are you just... Um, I, well, I'm, I'm attracted by the idea. I don't think I'll ever do it, but I live in quite an old house and uh, in London and uh, things are always going wrong mm -hmm. with it. And there's always a, a leaky roof or... I, I shouldn't say this if I'm ever thinking of selling it to you, but... but It's all right. Just the way of houses are. And I think new houses have different problems just from the you know, recent build. But in a certain old house, there's always something. There's a plumbing you've got to change and 
and the, 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 the plumbers have redesigned everything, so you can't just put the same tap on anymore. <laughs> and in those moments, I think, oh, why the hell do I live in a house? That's so what I'd like to do, not so much live in a van, mm -hmm. uh, but- It's uh, not a van, it's, not it's a very, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the motorhomes there? Honestly, yeah. they, it's kind of like a deluxe hotel en suite. Yeah. So what about the toilets? Solar panels. It's got a loo. It's just like emptying the cat litter. And do you have to deal with the loo? It's just like emptying the cat litter. And I've done that for 40 years. Get a dog. They do it themselves out of the way. Well, I suppose you're still going to pick it up. But don't you think it's more kind of representative of, you know, I mean, I hope you go and enjoy it and it's wonderful. But I mean, if you do it for six months and you decide that you don't like it, then obviously you can change again. Yeah, of course. But is it about shedding? Lots of shit. I mean, I certainly feel, I, I mean, I go around my house and you open cupboards and you just think, mm. I think I must tidy that cupboard. And then I think, actually, I'll just take a flamethrower to it. Yeah. Because there is nothing in there that is of any value whatsoever. It's probably been there for like 30 years. I don't even know what it is. And you just have this feeling of, I want to get rid of all this we, crap um, baggage. A few years ago, mm. about three or four years ago, now we had a fire in our house. Oh, and sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> So I know what it's, but, but I don't know if it comes back to what you're saying, but the fire burnt in the basement and it's and smoke spread through the whole house. So we had to move out. It took months and months and months, but not very much other than in the basement area was destroyed. So everything went away, was cleaned and, and then brought back. Yeah. So I, my wife got cross when I said this, but in this, I, I said, well, I'd rather it just burned everything and then we'd have had a huge clear out and then we wouldn't have all the... All, I've got old bits of papers and scripts yeah. and things from way back. I've not, I haven't got many photographs anyway, but those are all gone. All the sort of junky bits of clothes that you hang around. It'll all be gone. And because it was insured, we'd have replaced all that. As it is, the insurance very kindly cleaned all, you know, secondhand clothing is what it actually <laughs> is. And, and all the spaces in the thing. So... Um, a, a fire would have been oh, obviously more dangerous, but it would have been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a nostalgic person then? Well, I, I am a bit, but uh, it, it, this is just a, a discipline that would be forced yes. on you. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, you you obviously must be good at this. Good. You must be prepared yeah. to get rid of a lot of stuff, unless you've now bought some huge storage no, place. To, no, no, no. Oh, well, there you are. You've, I think. I mean, we sort of downsized when the kids sort of began to move out, so we moved to a smaller house anyway. Yeah. And got rid of quite a lot of stuff. And then when I separated from my husband, um, I was You got doing, the house. Uh, no, I... <laughs> you got the camper van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, was, I went on tour with Jonathan Pye, so it was three months living out of a suitcase, essentially, which is what kind of sowed the seed of the idea, because I literally was living out of a suitcase for the best part of three months. And just that realisation of going, I don't need half the stuff I've got at home. Do you know what I mean? I and mean, obviously personal items of... You know, but the kids can have that on my plate, my yeah. husband. And, so, and yeah. does that make you feel um, younger? And I mean, maybe I don't even mean younger, but does it take you back to a previous time in your life, like not having a sense of freedom? Is it? Yeah, yeah, I think it is a sense of freedom. It's that kind of just not being bogged down mm -hmm. by stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. just a real kind of, I get, even just, I, when I'm around the festival, I've got my little bag. It's got everything I need. Literally, I've got everything around my neck. I've got my venue. I've got my bus pass. I've got, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you bus pass. You, I've got my makeup in my bag pass. and a change of necklace. Good to go. And it feels good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, what is it with a camper van, though? I mean, like, how many Apparently people here have got a camper van? van? Oh, camper yes. Van, camper van, yes. camper van. It's a real thing with people getting camper yeah. vans. You're in Edinburgh, see? Free parking Free. in Edinburgh. Free parking. Well, listen, we've got Cost of living crisis, council tax, all of it. It's all going out the window. Eco-friendly, yeah. thank you. 
How eco-friendly is it driving a huge vehicle I know. from place to place? Yeah. Is yeah. it six meters? Well, I can recommend to all of you interested in this, uh, there's a comedian called Rich Hall, American yes, comedian, and he's published a book, uh, and included in the book is a chapter about getting a huge one of these. He, he starts making jokes about them at some place, and then uh, they, they give him one to try out. So, so he's a, well, lend it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you, you'd enjoy that chapter. You, you, Absolutely. You'd a, uh, Rich Hall, it's, I think mm. it's, uh, it's called Nailing It, his book. It's just, uh, he's around the festival at the moment. I'm sure oh, you could bump into him somewhere. No, I was, to... I was literally gigging with Rich at the Newtown Theatre oh, well, two are. nights ago. So I, there I you think go. I'll well, go back brains. two days and get the book off yes. him. Yeah. So, I'll track him down. So yeah. what kind of drives you now then, Clive? What drives me? Yeah. Uh, not the oh, actually, I'll, I'll, <laughs> not the I will preempt that by saying yeah. I did read about you and it may or may not be yeah. true that you have said that you know you've always been sort of persuaded to do various projects. You've not really been somebody yeah. who's been. No, I do. Yeah, yeah, I need a bit of a uh, driving on kind of a person. But I think I'm sort of in a slightly in a sort of second childhood at the moment because I I, I came to the, in relation to here. So I came to the Edinburgh Festival when I was a student and one one or two other times. And then in recent years, I was coming back because I do a radio program which sort of relocates to Edinburgh for a bit. But in the last few years, we've done stage versions of Whose Line Is It Anyway? It was a sort of improv show just in the television. And then in 2019, I did a you know, one-man show, uh, Me, Macbeth and I, which I enjoyed doing. Well, those are things I should have been doing when I was in my 20s or something. Mm. And so I'm, just, I'm reliving a, a sort of fantasy childhood. I've done everything in reverse. I was a lawyer when I was young and a, and a you know, broadcaster yeah. when I was old, which is the wrong way around. You ought, you ought to be because you yeah. want to look... Looking old and senior is great when you're in the in a law court, and it's not so good on television. So, so that's what I'm, I'm life in reverse. I think I'm doing. I can see you as a judge. Yes, yes. You got so, that sort yeah. of squeamish face. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, good face. Yeah, no, I, can, I think I could have been a judge, but um, and the uh, wig, you could have had yeah. a wig. Well, that, well, that's that's part of the problem as well. With a wig in court, you it sort of takes years off me. And then, <laughs> but um, I never wore one on television, so it was the wrong way around. I should have worn a horsehair yeah. wig on, on television. And are, are you happy now in reflection that you did choose this life over the law? Uh, I think so. I enjoyed being about. It's good fun, or an advocate, as we called in, in Scotland. But it's 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 an interesting. I did mostly crime, and uh, You'd be on English, right English, now, yes, English yeah. criminal barristers oh, yeah. are actually on strike. I mean, it's never been the best paid. Part of uh, being a barrister is what people think of as barristers, or oh, sort of Rumpole or the Bailey, you know, representing murderers. And but you also imagine they're making money uh, the same way that a tax lawyer would make it, or somebody yeah. doing doing uh, much more convoluted stuff. Uh, so you have to swagger around looking as though you're doing well, uh, when in fact you're. Yeah. It was a you know, it was a living, but at the moment it isn't even a living apparently. That no, because, no. Uh, but is coming to the Edinburgh Festival a living? Uh, I well, I'm... I wouldn't. There are, there are different aspects of. Uh, uh, the sort of work that I do. Some are better paid than yes, others. Yes. Uh, so you must make sure you do the better paid uh, yes, ones. As well as. As, lo as long as the yeah. less paid. But it's, it's been right, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. still coming anyway. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, I'm changing the subject slightly because I'm thinking of you, Jojo, being out there and single. Did your, your marriage ended during COVID, was it? Yeah, August 2020. Right, okay. And are you... Reconciled with that, you're okay. Oh, God, I'm just thinking no, I don't want to touch oh, no, on anything. No, 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 we're absolutely fine. He wants to go slower, I want to go faster. We're still a family, essentially, but yeah. Oh, that's it. So, what you, you had that conversation that I want to live a different life from 100%. From yeah, he wants to kind of, he drives a van and he's quite happy doing his little thing. And do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I mean, we're still mates, but yeah, can't, can't be bothered with the idea of coming home watching telly, put me slippers on, and 
waiting for the grandchildren to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? I'd love that. Some people do love it, and that's not to say... I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way. There really isn't. No, yeah. But I think there is a sort of societal expectation that you, you know, the amount of people that said to me, oh, you oh, you can't go and live in a, in a motorhome. I'm like, no, you can't go and live in a mm. motorhome. Do you know what I mean? People kind of, that yeah. expectation, you shouldn't be behaving a certain way or, yeah, mm. there's an expectation. Yeah. Well, what happens if you lose your licence, you know, you get caught? Well, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're stuck, you know, aren't you? That you, is you... a very good question. Yeah. There's a bit of a grey area I've discovered yeah. in motorhome living because you can... Uh, if you are have had a drink, yeah. but you're in charge of your vehicle keys, you can be done for drunk driving. Well, even yes. if you're sleeping yeah. off in the back. Yes, if you've got the vehicle keys on you. Oh, so, I mean, that's why you were shagging in the tent. <laughs> 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 well, there are different so, charges on this: being in charge and also driving. Whilst yes, you're really, no, the driving. Yeah. But I think there is still there's some there's yeah. some little grey area with the keys being on your possession. So I think I, I'll just have to dig them. And put them in a hole outside whilst I'm yeah, I think you making sure this is, your, this is my home. Yeah. So yeah. the officer can't enter your home yeah. without a warrant. Yeah. You can spend the time while he gets a warrant to uh, sober up in some way. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you drive somewhere find, else. You could find no, other motorhome owners and just throw the keys in the middle <laughs> of the table <laughs> and see what the hell transpires yes, there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Can you lock the camera? Keep on the camera. Can you lock the motorhome from the inside? Because yes. I don't think we can. The details. You can look a car from We've the inside. No, we should. I don't, Stephen. I don't yeah. think we can because then, and if you don't. Open do my keys. Open do my keys. Lock it. Put the alarm on. But oh, then, right, okay. can't put the alarm on if you're in it because then. Isn't it great? We've got a motorhome correspondent <laughs> in the front row. <laughs> How did that happen? That is absolutely marvellous. Um, on the being single. Yes. And forgive me, Clive, uh, I know you said you went into the wrong changing room, and I'm sorry if this is going to upset some people, but oh. Jenny Eclair was a previous God, guest um, on uh, the podcast, and she's very frank, is Jenny, yeah. and she has something that she calls the theory of fucks. Okay? Wow. Uh, I'll just give you a minute. Wow, it leans yeah, forward. I'll, I'll yeah. just give you oh. a, a second to digest that, Clive. Okay. Um, um, Do I sip my elderflower wine while I'm... Have some sugar. Um, and that is that men have an infinite number of fucks in them, whereas women have a finite number of fucks in them that basically they just kind of run out of steam, I guess. Oh, okay. So I'm interested in your comments on that, Jojo. Well, yeah. yeah, funny you should mention that. Clive is suddenly yes, yeah. I've yeah. already yeah. like yeah. been white and excitement. Yeah. Um, I think over the years they've they've run out just as I've met them. Yeah. Most of them that's it. <laughs> um I think there might be some scientific or medical thing because it's um apparently when when as women a lot of women now quite rightly, happily, say they don't want to have children. But Mother Nature quite often interferes with that. And then the biological clock at 36, they've said, don't want to kids. 36 biological clock goes, oh, yes, you fucking do. And so your eggs and everything go, rah, 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 and women become very maternal at the last gasp to yeah. have children. 
And I think it might be similar now. I might just, I think I might be running out, but I'm, I'm yeah, get the I think last I've gas. gathered peace <laughs> for the last lap. <laughs> the final push. Yeah. <laughs> so this is kicked in then. I think so, I genuinely do. Yeah, so I that's interesting. Yeah. That's what being single does. I know. Yeah. Clive, yeah. what do you think? Do men have an infinite number of um, them things in them? Possibly because uh, the. Uh, Dame Nature or God or Charles Darwin has arranged things rather oddly in, in many respects. So, uh, as I understand it, women produce a, a sort of an, a, a finite number of eggs. Yeah. Got, but men have to produce or do produce millions of sperm. Have and, to. Well, they, well, that's that. You have to. <laughs> Forced you, to. You have to because it, it doesn't work otherwise. Unless you produce seven million of uh, Sperm per milliliter or something. Mm -hmm. you, 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 not that you've looked into it. No, no, but it doesn't. I have. Right, just makes perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the most weird way to to arrange things. The chances of the right ones coming together are, are almost. Does it become um, quite onerous producing that sperm? No, no, <laughs> oh, no honestly, I, I can do it standing on my head. <laughs> <laughs> If so can Aggie, actually. That's funny you should mention that. <laughs> I'm 69, you know. <laughs> funny you should mention a number because we're going to play bingo now because we're approaching the end. Bingo. So here we go. I have bingo. got 50 yes. random questions here. And uh, our audience, yes, they were very lovely. They obliged because our tech <laughs> failed us. And they just call it. So call out somebody. First number I hear between 1 and 50. Oh, did somebody say 50? Yeah, they did. Did you say 50? Sure, sir. Um, okay. If you could have your youth back or keep what you have now, which would you choose? Hmm. Have my youth back? Yeah, or just what, where you are now. Keep which, what I've got now, this yeah. fucking insatiable sex drive. <laughs> I think I need my youth back to keep up with you. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I'd go for my youth back. So not that I'm dissatisfied with where I'm now, but it implies you're going to just yeah. you know, have it all again, you know, go through the life again. So it'd be yeah. odd to say no, no, this, this is just like a time machine, isn't it? What a handy thing to, yeah. to start again. And then you, you perhaps we, would you have the wisdom of having lived to a, an older age and take it back into your youth? Well, I, yeah. I mean, it's funny because Nadia, who was here yesterday, she wouldn't have her youth back. All right. She'd have aspects of it, but she was, says, was my own thing, that she was fairly chaotic in her youth. Um, you know, drinking and God knows what. <laughs> Sounds great fun to me, yeah. actually. But <laughs> she didn't feel particularly settled. And so she prefers the stage of life. She feels that she's kind of got herself together a little bit. Mm. Um, so she wouldn't have her youth back, interestingly. I mean, mm. I think I probably would. You go back to your 20s. I go back to 28, yeah, quite happily. Mm. Well, you do that anyway, you just change the, change the figure on your oh, birth certificate on anyway, a casual basis. I mean, you identify as a 28-year-old, so what yeah. the hell? I mean, yeah. this podcast is soon going to be, you know, how to be 29. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be that. Would you? Quite you, happy where I am. You would sit where you are now? Yeah, I am absolutely enjoying life. I love the fact that I've ditched work and I'm now just doing what I want to do. And I love it. Yeah. And that's all true. Yeah. 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 Another number, please. 39. Uh, we don't have a 69, unfortunately. Well, we do in, in living yes, form. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah we yeah. do. We do. <laughs> you will always be Mr. 69 to me, now, <laughs> I tell you. Don't bring that up again. Uh, yeah, again. yeah. 
So at Loose best, women, I tell you. <laughs> best childhood memory. Oh. Well, just a good childhood yeah. memory. Let's not be too exacting here. Hard, Genuinely, um, when I got my first bike. Really? I, you yeah. said that was something you sort of perked up. Yeah, 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 no, no. When I got my first bike, because I honestly did, because I've always been dreadful for sneaking around and finding my birthday presents or Christmas presents before I would get them. So I always knew what I was getting for my birthday and Christmas because I'd uncover them. Mm. And I genuinely had no idea I was getting a bike. And so when I got a bike, I was like, oh, it was How just old were the you? best. 13, I think. Oh. 12 or 13. Can you imagine a kid being bike. excited by getting a bike now? It just wouldn't happen. Yeah, no, I was. I was genuinely. What just... kind of bike was it? Was it a chopper? It, yeah. No, it was a um, like a BMX. Still waiting for one of those. Was, yeah. I think it was like a BMX well, bike. So, all right. Yeah. Oh, I had a purple chopper. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> well, it, I'm not going to say that. But, uh, <laughs> Did you have a purple chopper too? No, stop it! I've, I've, I was avoiding that. I was saying I wasn't going to say I had a purple chopper, but airlines. Uh, <laughs> you, you, the good thing about my purple chopper is you could get two on it at the one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not so much fun without having two people. On it. No, no, one behind the other. Yes. I was, no, I was, uh, apparently there's a name for that, but you know, it's daytime. Um, I, I was uh, unnaturally attached to my purple chopper. Until quite a, an old age, I was like 17 and I still yeah. I loved this bike so much. And I used to take my friend, we would go up to the park, Grangemouth Park. It was, you won't know it, um, Zetland Park in Grangemouth. And, and then I got a job in a pub. I was 17, just sort of under. And I remember saying to somebody that I, I met, oh, I'll give you a lift home on my bike. Mm. And I, I never really thought about it. And it was, it was another girl. I wasn't trying to pick her up. I just said, oh, I'll give you a lift home on my bike. And she said, oh, that's great. So sort of like midnight. And I said, I'll just go around and get it. <laughs> and I arrived round at the front of the pub on my purple chopper. And the look that she gave me, and that was the day that I gave up my purple chopper. Aww. Was she expecting a motorbike? Of course she was expecting a motorbike. <laughs> slow. What do you think she was expecting? I have no idea. I said, I'll give you a lift home on my bike. Mm. Yeah, right enough. it was good. Um, childhood yeah. memories, Clive? Well, sorry, I just came to mind. It's not really childhood, but uh, I, in one of the many things I've done in my life, I for a while wrote uh, jokes for Frankie Howard. Uh, this is not a big boast. My hero. Yeah, I saw a hero of mine. Not a big boast. He used every writer. He, he always did the same act. But he liked having mm. writers to try and get to do something different. Anyway, when uh, he went, he was once asked, "What's your?" He's a bit of a lugubrious character. Very funny in real life, but in a in a gloomy kind of way. So he was asked once, "What's your happiest memory?" And he said. <laughs> It hasn't happened yet, which I thought was such a perfect answer oh. to sum up his character. And it can't, I kind of want to say that as well. Which, uh, so I do have plenty of happy memory, but I think it's such a good line. I'd rather use Frankie Howard's line. line. He's, he's writing me a line now yeah. instead of me writing you. This is a bit like happiness being overrated, isn't it? <laughs> yes. That's well, yeah, saying. that was Robert Bathurst yesterday who said happiness is overrated, which yeah. I was amazed because I've always said happiness is overrated. Yeah. Me and... Robert and Frankie Howard would yeah. get one famously well. Um, but childhood, maybe we could put in Mrs. Miller's shop and you're getting the tablet. Uh, yeah, the cafe, people. yeah, on the the old um, yeah, pier at Kilcatton Bay, which yeah. was uh, not... Yeah, I, oddly enough, and, this, I, and I, was, I was trying to avoid saying this, so I've been in this room uh, doing another conversation and uh, a football story came up and it was a... And I told it then, I feel embarrassed telling again in the same room, but when I... Uh, the high point of my footballing career was when I was 11, 
when I played for the school team in my primary school. And I can't, I can't think I ever got to the highest possible level. I was well, then, and my mother said to me when I was on my way to school, oh, I hope, you know, you're playing with the kid. I hope you score. And I got cross with her because I wasn't expecting to score. I was playing, you know, you know in defence, really, or midfield. And because uh, I didn't want to, you know, come back in the evening. And she said, oh, did you score? And no, no, I didn't because I wasn't. But I did score. Uh, and I, I thumped the ball in from way, way out. It seemed like, I don't know, 11. It seemed like the whole pitch. But it was a, So that was my... Uh, happiest moment, I think, scoring that goal. Like it's one of the few things I can remember about that year of school. Um, yeah. And it, it obviously meant that I was going to go on to be a um, you know top line footballer. Uh, <laughs> or even then, I knew it wasn't that. It was just a great moment because my oh. friend John was a much better footballer than me. So I, 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 I was a sensible enough child to work out uh, if I'm not the best out of a sample of two. <laughs> I'm not going to make it in any sort of yeah. a career, am I? So. Yeah, I think I'll study law at Cambridge instead. And just <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Well, listen, Jojo and Clive, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been really, really lovely to speak to you. Um, and thank you very much all for coming and seeing the podcast, Second Other. Jojo and Clive. Now, would you like some more tablets? Uh, I'd, I'd love some more time. I've got to go. I've got to go now because I've got to go to make, present my own program, oh, which is right. called uh, me. My, yes, my seven wonders. And, yes, uh, which is at the uh, <laughs> it's the Assembly Three in George Square. So yeah, and it's four, happening four forty-five. I, I thought I'd mention it anyway. Oh, yeah, just no, in no, case, no, no, just in case people were interested in pursuing something. We clash. We're exactly the same time. Oh no! I'm four forty-five in oh. the Sportsman's where I am. Oh, the Sportsman. Yeah. And apparently you're very, very good. I I'm, heard you're very I'm good. Yes. Growing all disgracefully down there. Yes. Very, very That's good. And you're both on till the end of the run. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. You have a you have a, the ability to see them both, ladies and gentlemen, yes. at a different kind of yes. time. Okay. Um, and thank you very much. And keep yes, listening to the podcast, you. How thank to Be you. 60, which uh, will keep going at least until the 28th of December. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all on the podcast today. Whilst Kate is off swanning around the countryside at the National Television Awards with most women, it falls on me to say thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to email your stories into podcast at htv60.com and join us next week for our chat with Heather Small.